2: By unpopular demand, we are back. <laughs> Seffi and Wing are here to give you God a very, very real and frank and a bit brutal conversation on social media, formative allyship, learning and fucking up and being held accountable, and perfection and aesthetics, and living a fake life for validation. Can we escape that question mark? Who knows? I mean it's hardly a comprehensive essay, but I think it's been a laugh,
3: and I think you'll enjoy Enjoy it. It has been a laugh. It's been a laugh, it's been a cry, it's been a good time. Stay tuned, let's go. Tell me how you're feeling. I'm feeling good
2: today, which I hate to say because I know you're feeling bad today. No, I love to hear that you're feeling good because we need one of us to be feeling good, honestly.
3: We do. And we always... Well, actually, your boyfriend said this once. Sometimes when I'm up here, you're down here. And mm. when you're up there, I'm down there. We balance it. We're a little seesaw of depression. The yin yang of vibes. Always. I'm feeling good, though, because I went swimming in the river today and I i was just telling you before but it's like i didn't think i could do it i was really like dipping my toes in like my mum goes every day she's been going for it like since like october through the winter so i was like fuck i'm gonna do this kind of yesterday i went like kind of got my head under that was it but today i swam for like 20 minutes so i'm feeling really good at like seven in the morning so like, i don't get up at that time anyway
2: yeah it's so stunning though like hearing that I'm like that's the most stunning story
3: i've ever heard <laughs> it was like it was a real story of persistence of like oh, i can't do it i can't do it and then being like climbing up off the riverbank and then being like oh fuck i feel shit go back in like, <laughs> go back in kind of do it again oh damn it i can't do it and then it's like on the last time it's like stayed in for 20 minutes probably got hypothermia but so great but loved every second oh loved it but yeah i mean i hate i hate to kind of start with i didn't <laughs> like i'm feeling great i'm feeling great
2: because i swam in a river how are you feeling i'm feeling bad because i'm depressed
3: <laughs> i'm swimming in a river of
2: tears <laughs> No, but just before we change the subject, I feel like let's just enjoy you feeling good swimming in a river. Like we were saying as well before we started recording that of course you would feel good swimming in a river because it's so human it's like yeah. you're not supposed to wake up at whatever time roll over look at your phone like yeah. feel like shit blah 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 it's like no you're supposed to be in a river you're
3: supposed to be in a very real
2: a real environment. environment and it's very
3: like it feels very like alive mm. like it's kind of the crack of dawn and like there's kind of swans around and it's like i'm in the water with the swans yeah ooh but it's like oh i love it i can't get enough the winter was too much for me. Like, I couldn't... All throughout kind of winter lockdown, my mum and her friend were going with... My sister would go sometimes as well. And it's like, I just... I just can't get into it in the winter. But in the summer... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm way into it. It's the most stunning thing I've ever heard. Mm. But go on. Wing, go, go, go. Um, alright. Bring us in.
2: Well, well... Uh, I don't know... I don't even know where to begin. The crux of it is I'm not feeling great. But, mm. I mean when are we like it's rare that we're ever feeling great anyway
3: and i don't like it when we are feels off
2: well i love it i love it (laughs) i'm not i'm not gonna pretend i don't like to feel good i do i'm sorry can really hear me shimmering around so i'm just not shimmering i'm shiny (laughs) i'm shimmying okay well here's here's my train of thought this podcast works for me (laughs) <laughs> which is good news. This podcast doesn't work for me. <laughs> it doesn't work. She's
3: going to do a Trisha. She's going to run. Front
2: of me is ending and goes without saying is ending. <laughs> um, No, but I think the podcast has worked because... Like no matter what's happening to me, it's like, okay, well yeah, it doesn't matter what's like. It doesn't matter. How I feel this way. If this has happened, if I'm like, whatever, like I've got this going on. I'm, I've lost someone close to me. I'm dealing with this. I'm stressed about this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I can always come to the podcast and it's good. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Always. That's why I feel like it's been so good to have like a really honest space. And I don't know if we've declared this on the podcast. I know we've said so many other things. <laughs> God knows what we've been saying. <laughs> so much shit. But on the podcast, it's like we're making a podcast that we would want to listen to mm-hmm. if i found this podcast i'd be like i'd be
3: chuffed to be honest chuffed. <laughs> absolutely chuffed i'd be Honestly, chuffed to bits. Over the moon. Yeah. Honestly. Over the moon. Honestly. (laughs) Thrilled. Over
2: the fucking moon. Yeah, I'd be thrilled. (laughs) Not because it's great and it's informative and it's educational and it gives me new insight. It's not about the hot takes. Because it's none of those. (laughs) It's none it's none of that. It's because I want to hear something real. And I just want to hear like someone talking
3: honestly. I want to hear girls talk about the shit girls talk about in their own houses, but I want to hear it on camera on audio whatever this is on a microphone yeah
2: yeah the thing with social media is that is that a bit of an oxymoron so we asked on the story can so can you ever be completely authentic online on the stories on and wing stories 82% of people said that it's not possible to ever be actually authentic online which is fine i agree but then i also think what does that mean for us (laughs) In the sense that, I don't know, if I'm being really, really honest, I feel like what's the exchange here for me? I give hours and hours of like quite scary things and you anonymously listen and I'm so grateful but am I also signing myself up for the people who are gonna refuse to get me yeah. and yes like we are and like what's external validation anyway like I know we've been through that a thousand times over on every episode I think it's really easy to get all of us like not just listeners I think for us too to get it a bit twisted in the sense of like external validation like it's all performative it's like mm-hmm. no, all of this self awareness doesn't really or all all of these thoughts, like they can only do so much. It's like, yeah, you've been listening to Sefi and Wink, but if you get a p- fucking parking fine and we're like, they're just performing what it is to be a parking <laughs>
3: attendant. Like, it's like, this, like, how much are we helping? Like, it's not going to go down well in a court of law. Yeah, exactly. You're just performing what it's like to be a judge and a jury. <laughs> yeah. You're performing the roles here. Exactly. And I just think I'm feeling, ve-
2: I think it's a bit too much navel gazing. I'm a bit too sensitive. I know I said in a previous episode that I had a whole trauma about being homeless when I was younger, like when I was like however old, like a child essentially. And since then, like over the past week, my housing situation has kind of fallen from under me. And so I'm in a bit of a bleak situation now of stressing about how I'm going to live. Meanwhile, like people want to say that we're tearing women down. Oh, I don't know.
3: Okay. shall we get, well, should we, should we just get into that? Because I don't think it's people saying that, but yeah,
2: let's get into it. Okay.
3: So, so I think we need to address not addressed. That makes i sound really fucking serious. I think we need to address the rumours. We, <laughs> we titled this Addressing the Rumours.
2: Let's put the rumours to bed. No, there aren't any. Basically, nothing's happened. We just
3: got a review that mm-hmm. we just really didn't like and it was really mean.
2: <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, Before we even get into it, I want to say like, we're torn between being like, whatever, we just can't take fucking criticism. Obviously, we're far too sensitive to do this. We're gonna have to end the pod. Like, (laughs) let's not talk about it. Like, we're being fucking dumb. But then there is a big part of it that's like, this is very interesting. And I also think in the way that we go on and on that we want to be really honest with you guys. I never want you to listen and think, like, oh, there's something they haven't... They're choosing to not share that with us. Mm. Even though there's a balance, and sorry to bring Naina up in two episodes in a row, she comes and um, takes the crown, honestly. Like, I kind of don't want to talk about anything else. But um I also kind of just want to put her on the spot. I don't think I told this to you, Sefi, but when I was listening to a podcast of Naina's... This is Naina Florence, by the way. This is a real bloody hell, tangent after tangent. And I was like, I'm just gonna fucking... What's it called? Like cream like um hair dissolve your hair so, what, is the, what is that called? Like hair removal cream oh like veed yes I'm hair like room. let yeah, me yeah. just vete myself head to toe I'm butt fucking naked standing in the bathroom like I'm in fucking creator sim with my hand like spread wide <laughs> listening to this podcast la <laughs> la 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 and they're just like ghost without saying and blah 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 if they didn't post an episode I'd be gutted and I was like oh my god like oh my god shit 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 and then it was the following episode that we like didn't post and i was like oh my god shit like she fucking predicted the future
3: we've let nana down yeah i was like shit she would have been think because i listened to that after we'd missed an F and I was like oh my god fuck we're idiots we would have pushed through if you we knew nana i'm so sorry
2: um literally like with fucking covered in like little white mustache like <laughs> honestly butt naked looking around the room like oh my god i have to do something <laughs> like kind of get me on the story i can't um but nana said in a in a podcast that she doesn't want to sh- make people think that her life is perfect but also she doesn't owe them any explanation Mm -hmm. and I know we say that all the time Steffi, but like, it's hard I think Mm. because I do, it's just hard isn't it? It's like, you want to give people the explanation anyway go on I'm, I'm stepping all
3: over the review no no not at all i just think we need to be like i think we've just we need to be really explicit with what we're saying kind of in the way that it's like mm-hmm. god i feel like listening you're confused yeah because it sounds like we're kind of having breakdowns but we're not i think the thing is we've never got any negative criticism and we get one thing and it's kind of all hands on deck like oh god are we over we're like we're are we fucking idiots it just makes you see yourself a bit differently makes you wonder but i think there's one review i mean you can all go read it yeah if you <laughs> haven't gone to our reviews right now. Are we on pause right now? Who knows? One hundred percent. You can all go send us some nice reviews, maybe. No, don't. We got one review and it just hit us quite hard. It was a two-star review and it just felt a bit mean. But also, are we just really sensitive? I don't really know. The
2: difference is, I want people to. If you're listening and you're thinking, "Oh, I actually think I disagree with what stephen wing said about this bit," or "I wonder what their thoughts on on this part of the male gaze are," like, I would love to know. Come to our DMs and have a chat. Go to the Discord and be like, "Guys, what do you think about this?" Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm but i think anyone (laughs) who's listened for a decent amount of time or anyone just come on everyone can tell if i'm sat here talking about the male gaze i'm obviously not making it a full in-depth comprehensive guide to the male gaze as like in critical theory for an hour because if i was doing this seriously i wouldn't be talking about fucking shrek every five minutes like (laughs) you can fucking tell that you are not getting our kind of comprehensive thoughts on a massive topic like this is a bit of fun ultimately and i can write a perfect essay about the male gaze all i want and you know the bit that again just gonna be honest to be told that your your feminism is rooted in tearing other women down jesus kind of when you're homeless again or like kind of in the in the midst of the worst time of your life whilst you're putting out nice conversations with your best friend feels a bit bizarre when you've listened to hours i mean what you've listened to what 10 15 20 hours of the free content you decided you didn't like us and then you came and and gave a, a review you got you wrote a few little paragraphs about how you don't like us anymore and that's fine and you are entitled to your own opinion obviously, it goes without saying. Mm -hmm. I just think if I was doing a better job at being a feminist when I was keeping my mouth shut and I was just at uni and I was writing my perfect little essays with every point taken into, you know, super considered in what I was saying and no one was listening and no one was messaging us saying, you've changed my life and blah, blah, blah. And I was making no impact. If I was a better feminist when I was being quiet, well, I'm the one tearing women down, am I? Am I? Am I I really? Also, I think the bit that was... Particularly stingy is that what the review has spoken about was in a, you know, you've listened to an hour of me kind of essentially expose my deepest, my most raw trauma. Yeah, trauma, my most raw, like heartbreak. For, for nothing. Just in the hopes that it would make one person feel a bit like, oh, that makes me feel a bit better about this situation. Just in the hopes that one person could not even relate. It just made them feel a bit like, great, that's you know what, that's good to hear. Life isn't perfect, it's fucking real. You've listened to all of that. You've listened to, you know, Sefi's wisdom. You've listened to our jokes. You've listened to our dynamic. You've listened to the rawest parts of us for hours and upon hours. I don't know, and and it just it just feels it to be to be honest, it feels a little bit blind. It feels a little bit like we said a few episodes ago. You could pick out if you wanted to take out, like focus on minute details of the episodes. Like you could fucking edit it together to make us sound like we were um,
3: fucking chefs. Like we think cause sucks.
2: Yeah, you can take a small part and run with it and absolutely and yes we're not giving you our comprehensive thoughts on anything and it's not perfect and it's not potentially problematic it's completely problematic and that is the point i want to give you the ugly side of who i am along with all the curated shit
3: because it's fucking real and that's what i want i think this is kind of the crux of what we're talking about because it's not even about a review because i think when we know we're gonna get hundreds and hundreds of shitty reviews we know we know we know we love the criticism we love it all and i want you guys to feel like you can tell us things oh absolutely Absolutely. The bit that upset us was that it was like, okay, they're problematic. And we want to just say right now, yes, we're problematic. And so are you. And so are you. And so are you, Harry? Yeah, it's not potentially we are you're all problematic we are all problematic yes I think the thing that we want to kind of nip in the bud right now is this idea that kind of we are the authorities on the male gaze and on feminism exactly blah, blah. and when we say one thing oh my god they're problematic no we're problematic in all ways if you record my conversation now which we are doing by coincidence it's gonna have loads of shit in from start to fucking finish gonna say loads of shit that's problematic I'm also later in the day gonna say loads of shit that's problematic and be like oh, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have said that thing. And by the way, so will you. This girl didn't do anything wrong that sent us a review. She's totally fucking fair. We are problematic. Uh-huh. But I think the thing that we want to make it really clear um, and what this whole episode is about is that social media is a lie mm-hmm. that makes everyone think they should have uphold this kind of perfect image of I would never say anything wrong. And if I do, call me out and I'll make an apology for it. But it's almost like, yeah, do do that. Do say when we say things wrong, but also it's going to happen all the time. It's going to happen constantly, just like it's going to happen constantly in your life. And I think it's not about kind of coming with any defensive thing, because I completely agree with Mm -hmm. so much that is said about us. Um, I agree when you say we're perfect I agree when you say we're stunning (laughs) I completely (laughs) agree with so much that said about us I agree with so much but I also agree with um, I I hate to be like we're human but it's like we're all human here so you listening you're imposing your view I'm talking I'm imposing my view Wing has also had a different life experience to me she's imposing her view the person next to you the the Harry next to you he's imposing his view and I just think it's really 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 important that it's like yeah we are problematic Mm -hmm. we're all problematic and I thought that's what we're in for exactly it's not when you delve a bit deeper we get problematic it's like no that's the point
2: on surface level that's the fucking point and so are you yeah and so and and that's what i want i think there's a problem when you've got look if i go anywhere in this town i'll be fucking pointed out as like the most annoying woke fucking lefty liberal annoying snowflake bitch ever and if i'm being told that i'm problematic then we've got a fucking problem Because it's the same thing of and I know we've said this before in episodes where it's kind of the British way of dealing with racism of like, yeah, we're all sitting on the same part of the bus now. So there's no such thing as racism. It's like, but just because you want to sweep it under the rug, you're leaving all of the shit there underneath. And you're you're doing that because you don't want to look inward and reflect on what you still need to do to change. We are all learning. That's the point. I just want this to be, I
3: thought that went without saying, honestly. We wanted to make it really clear, kind of right at the beginning of this episode, before we get into kind of the big old chat about social media and like perfectionism, that we're not perfect. Spoiler alert, we're not perfect. And neither are you and neither are you and neither of you. None of us want to be. And to be honest, I don't aim for, I don't aim for perfection. I don't aim to be this bigger no, um, no. head of whatever. And please, please, please don't make us that we're not the mockingjay here no <laughs> like, no it's not about that it's about i'm going to say the wrong thing endlessly Mm -hmm. and so are we all and let's hope let's just hope that we can all be kind when we point that out to each other because Mm -hmm. we're all on the same team here if we're all listening here we've said this before we think we said it in our episode about sexual violence that all of us here don't want women to get raped we all don't want women to get attacked we all think women have had a shit deal we all think the world is unfair Mm -hmm. we're all on the same team here let's please 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 be kind to each other when we call out shit because it's like, yeah, we agree. We agree. Yeah. Another thing that's important for
2: us, I mean, for me in a mental health sense, but also just Sefi made a good point when we were
3: speaking about it before,
2: is I, I'm not joking about suicide to trivial, trivialise it. I, I'm, it's, I'm not joking about mental health to trivialise it. It's like, if I, it's like, oh, I just have to think about suicide. What in my head do I? <laughs> do you know, and if I cut out all of the dark jokes, there's no episode left. To me, I think it's important to hear like, you know, Sefi's, and Sefi said, "Yeah, every woman's big fear is being raped or being sexually assaulted and all of this. And if you can't use that and find the comedy in that, in your own life, and just kind of be like, yeah, we're all floating on a fucking rock. Like that's pretty insensitive too.
3: Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like that we need to find some lightness here. Otherwise it is all dark. But I think it's like, even if we say it in a dark way, it's almost like if rape is women's biggest fear, and also, is pretty statistically likely to happen in your lifetime. Um, but we're not allowed to talk about it. We're not allowed to talk about it unless it is talked about in the most societally accepted way.
2: Yeah. Well, because that makes us worse feminists. It makes us worse feminists to talk about it. If you want
3: that kind of conversation, that is um, like incredibly gentle, there are millions of podcasts you can listen to. Millions.
2: Fern Cotton's Happy Places. They're waiting for you. Is waiting for you. Is honestly, and I need that sometimes. But but this is not that space. To me, I think. There is space for Sephy Wing. I think this is important. I think it goes without saying, look,
3: I would want it. And I, I'm pretty confident to say there's at least one person out there who would want it too. I think the crux of it is, do you want something real or do you want something fake and curated? Because we could easily um, kind of do a big we're sorry we're problematic we're going <laughs> to learn we're going to learn but i think it goes without saying and i do think it's like do you want something that is real because i'm sure the conversations we're all having in our lives are real and i think this is what yeah do you want something real i think this is what this is it's a real fucking convo and i'm sorry we're we're not going to uh, kind of um dull it down for- i don't know if that's even the right word i don't want to um censor Mm. so much so that it's palatable to everyone i want it to be fair i want it to be kind i want it to be ethical and all of the things we genuinely care about um but i'm not going to perform kind of wokeness Mm -hmm. for the lens of who there we go no it's going to be real and we're going to talk about rape and we're going to talk about murder (laughs) and we're going to talk about all of the fucking things
2: god well i can't wait that sounds fucking great sign me up cool (laughs) I wanted to, so someone wrote in and they said, let me read it word for word so it doesn't get butchered, because I will butcher it. Okay, they said, I think you can be truly authentic online, but it's all about perception. Ooh. And actually, I think that's kind of the crux of it with social media and what we see and what we take from things is... And even, like, our opinions on on everything. It's, like, even our opinion on that review or our opinion on this podcast or our opinion on anything. Your perception is based on your own, like, lived experience. So I know even, like, you and I, Sephi have had different views on, like, there'll be a... Like, someone's on a YouTube video and you'll be like, oh, my God, I thought that was so fake. And I'll be like, oh, my God, I thought that was the best thing Yeah, yeah. I really loved. Do you know, we just... We respond differently. And, and it's true. It's... If you, um, kind of who gets to decide whether something is authentic or not?
3: Yeah, completely. Only the person that gets to de- decide is the person- Doing it. Wow, well, actually, is that true? Because I would say the person that gets to de- decide whether it was authentic is the person making it. But then it's also like- Do you have the awareness? We just watched Bo Burnham's- Bo Burnham's kind of new Netflix special that we kind of were just talking about before we started recording. I feel like shit. (laughs) I feel like shit. It is great. Fucking duffel bag of shit. (laughs) But it's like I'm sure that was authentic to Bo Burnham, and it and it reads as authentic. The whole thing, like that, seemed like for him, it was like a cathartic experience of making something through the pandemic and all of this stuff. And I'm sure that feels very authentic. But there will also be like an awareness of performance in there. And then also, one viewer can read that and be like, "God, Bo is so fucking authentic and real." And the next person's watching it going this guy is fucking acting his ass off like, yeah it is just different so i don't think it's just down to the person creating it because it's the perception not only of yourself but of every single person in the audience viewing you
2: i think especially when it comes to social media as well i love your point about sefi has this great like um it's kind of an analogy Ooh, what is this of even though we know social media is fake it's still we still take it on as if it's real and she likens it to <laughs> um being like watching a horror movie or being in the saw maze at Thorpe Park, our favourite place. You know that it's fake. You know they're actors. You know there's been a script. There's been fucking producers. There's a whole budget involved behind this thing. But your heart's beating faster and your palms are sweating and you're trying to cave away from the screen. You
3: don't want to watch. Because how are we to know? We're only human. Yeah, you're in fight or flight almost. Your brain knows, but your body doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So it's like as much as your brain knows that this is a curated performance, not only in a horror film, but also on Instagram, I'm scrolling through kind of Emily Ratajkowska. I I don't know. Emrata. Emrata. Happy 30th birthday. I'm scrolling through emrata's Instagram and I know this is a curated thing, but my body is going, oh, well, why does she get that body? Oh my God, why does she get that? It's like, yeah, because your fucking yeah. body is triggered in a fight or flight way. Mm-hmm. It, it's not as simple as, well, we know Instagram is a facade. We know it's a curated facade. No, you fucking don't. Yeah, tick, done, job done, completed it, mate. You might know that intellectually, but your fucking dumbo brain, your dumbo <laughs> body doesn't have a clue. Yeah. You don't have a clue. You could a, you could write your thesis on the curation of instagram and the effect that has on girls self-esteem
2: and the next day post an aesthetic photo of your dissertation with you smiling when you've been crying all day yeah we take part in it too like t- that doesn't make us any smarter do you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i think this is a kind of i think the crux of the episode and what we were kind of talking about is what i said to sefi was i think we're seeing perfection so much is like you see something real and suddenly it's fucking problematic oh my god it's a fucking yeah. this is horrific this is the worst thing i've ever seen is we're so saturated with the same thing, Falseness. essentially. Yeah, with something, there's a real recipe, there's a real formula to how you present as a human.
3: Yeah, it's almost, there's a rec- an online recipe for being a good person. Mm-hmm. And for being aesthetic and being beautiful. Yeah, and being intelligent. It's, you must post a black tile. You must put your pronouns in your um, bio. You must publicly call out people. You must do And it's like, no, that's got nothing to do with caring about these issues. It's got fuck all to do with that maybe yeah that is one way in which you can be an ally to things that you care about but really no no some of the worst people i fucking know have done some of this shit yeah for sure and it's because it's just a lot of it is very performative and we know there's like optical allyship we know there's like being performative online but it's really got absolutely fuck all to do with being a good person
2: yeah 100 i think the bits that i find so interesting is that yeah performing like ethics like performing goodness what does it mean to be good and being seen as that i have to be seen as good but then also the thing that i think especially now with the way that social media looks at the time of recording this episode there's very much um it feels like a very manufactured effortlessness yeah it has to appear effortless so it's actually far more insidious because it's like you're you've taken hours to set up this shot that needs to look like it it was happened oh i took this photo by accident oh my fucking camera went north took this photo for me it's like (laughs) You have to do it. It has to look like you don't give a shit, but you've never cared more.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
3: Yeah, you've never, ever cared more. And you've been taught to care i completely agree with manufactured effortlessness that is exactly fucking it and also even with the idea of um not even like your beauty and your aesthetics but also with the idea of like your inherent goodness must be completely effortless you must Mm -hmm. never have you
2: never learned anything you just came here this way yeah it was never taught
3: you never fucked up you were born knowing exactly what pronouns you should say when someone asks you how you identify it's like no we were taught that Mm -hmm. like three years ago that's a new discourse yeah we're learning this discourse and it's fucking crucial that we learn that discourse Mm -hmm. it is crucial but it's also new and i think that is the thing it's almost like you must know all of the good things to know instantly like you must know it like that. And it's like, no, these things take time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, yeah, if I was going to explain that to my grandparents, they would be so fucking confused. Yeah. That doesn't make them bad people. They would be so fucking confused. It means they've got a lot of learning to do. But it's also like, they, they wouldn't survive a day on the internet. They wouldn't no. survive a fucking day. They'd be cancelled before they even got here. Yeah. And it's important that people are cancelled. Like, it is very, very important. Not even cancelled. It's important that people are learning. I also think some people, yeah, fucking should be cancelled. Louis CK cancelled, mate. Sorry. Bye bye. <laughs> like yeah, cancel culture is not as simple as like it's fuzz. But I
2: think it's the emphasis on you can learn but you have to learn in private. All of us have been learning in private. Yeah. And we Look, we already know it so why don't you? And I think that's just why the like something like that kind of review saying that we're problematic is funny because it's like now I'm going about my waking life as if I'm like I'm, I piss people off so much because I'm like really bringing like anything that I'm learning then is informing my relationships and the majority of people are like huh? Yeah. But if I went, if in layman's terms, if I walk into a fucking classroom and I say to all the kids, they put their hand up and say, oh, it's two plus two five. And I go, no, you fucking idiot. And you can't come back.
3: Yeah. How dare you bring that? Yeah. <laughs> like, Yeah, that's really, that's a really good analogy. That
2: is unacceptable. That is truly unacceptable. It's like, well, he's fucked. Now he's going to, look, I'm going to make a dark joke here. He's going to come back and shoot the fucking school up. <laughs> like, th- th- it's, it's not going to go well. He's not going to learn. hmm. Yeah, he's gonna hate me. And then I've divided
3: us. And now I've caused a real problem. So one that I liked, they said, um, social media is better than it used to be. But it still sets me up for failure, failure, Mm. I can't say that failure, (laughs) rather than perfection. And I think that's true that social media does absolutely set you up to fail. And also kind of the definite definition of failure Why can't I fucking say failure? Failure. I had this earlier. With what word?
2: You know why? I'll just quickly say failure. Oh. Because I was thinking, on the phone to my therapist, all I wanted to say was, I feel like a failure. (laughs) But what I actually said was, I feel like a mess. (laughs) Mess is like, we can clean up a mess. Mess is fine, we can tidy that. Failure is like, that's a
3: bit too deep, even for me and you, Laura. I can't be that honest with you. (laughs) I love that it's like we're censoring ourselves to our therapist because we can't say the word. Even a therapist, I know it's silly, but go on. I agree, and I think that... I agree that I feel like a failure, and I also agree, and a mess. (laughs) And I also agree that (laughs) social media sets you up for failure. Mm -hmm. And even the idea of failure... (laughs) Fucking hell. Even the idea of failure... That is... I hate to say it, it's resounding. On social media, it's that that failure is worse than any other failure because you're cancelled. It's like, it's not just you can fail Mm. and it's an F in an exam and move on. It's like, you're done. To fail on social media is to commit, like, social suicide. Social (laughs)
0: suicide. It is. It's not
3: just, oh, right, you're, oh, you kind of fucked that up, didn't you? It's like, oh, you got fired from your job. It's like, no, the world hates you. Oh, you silly billy. What are you like? Yeah, no. The entire world Hates you. Mm -hmm. It's quite a big failure if I've ever heard of a failure.
2: Yeah, I think it's also about a failure of like actual real justice systems in the sense that, as we say, there's a time and a place for people to be held accountable, absolutely. But I think it's because there is really no, um, I'm sure most of us here would agree, there's no real um, like law or sense of justice that we really feel like is 100% flawlessly upheld in our nations, for example. So when you see someone, and I'm gonna use Shane Dawson, (laughs) even though I think he he is someone that should be held accountable, like I'm not, upset that he's cancelled but it's the kind of thing that you we i think we have so much frustration in the sense of we watch so many people in power powerful positions that i probably i assume elon musk is a pretty shitty guy that's my husband do you fucking mind (laughs) i know i'm sorry don't take it personal but that's the thing it's like i think we've seen quote-unquote bad people win so much that i think there's um we get so frustrated and it's like no you shouldn't and i agree you shouldn't have this platform you shouldn't be able to do that Mm. you shouldn't have that but sometimes then i think we misstep as we do we're humans it's just all a bit fucked hey 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 now hey now now. this is what nightmares are made of yeah yeah (laughs) Um, speaking of like the bad people, quote unquote, the guy who made Snapchat, is his name Evan? I literally have no idea. All I know is that he's fucking Miranda Kerr and I love Miranda Kerr. Really? I love
3: her. Yeah. Do you not? Or are you saying really they're together? Last I heard Miranda Kerr was with Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom? Get with the times. Back in the day. He was now with who shit? Katy Perry. Is that Orlando Bloom? Huh? <laughs> yeah, he's with Katy Perry. Um,
2: getting his dick out on canoes. <laughs> Really? Oh, Sefi.
3: Where can I find this? Theinternet.com?
2: No. Yeah, honestly, welcome to the internet. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Anyway, anyway, let's not. Yeah. Look, it's his own private life. Miranda Kerr was saying that, you know, they have a child together. So she's with, I don't know if he's the owner or the creator or the CEO or whatever of Snapchat. And they were saying that the intention is, I believe his name is Evan. But Evan's intention is that they will not let that child have social media until they're 18 and i to me that's alarm bells ringing i'm thinking well if you know you designed this thing you know this thing better than anyone and you don't want it for your child well what the fuck am i doing here then this can't be
3: good it's so fucking true this
2: cannot be good mm-hmm. alarm bells are ringing honestly get the car
3: running the guy that made this one his kid here yeah that's mental snapchat is particularly kind of insidious to me i think though oh Well, that really sets you up to fail. Yeah, yeah, that really sets you up to fail. All
2: evidence removed? I don't think so. This is not looking good. Bad news.
3: Let's give that to children. Photo messaging. That sounds like a good idea for children. Oof. Mental. It is, yeah. Mental. I remember when I first heard of Snapchat, it was in a science lesson, right by the Bunsen Burners, someone was like to me, oh, there's a thing called Snapchat, and I was like, oh, it they're like oh yeah the, your picture disappears and I was like oh so it's for nudes then yeah for sure and they're like well no not necessarily and I remember I couldn't wrap my head around like well it's obviously for nudes well what else is it for then my fucking lunch exactly it's like well duh yeah but I remember them being like no why would it be about that and it's like <laughs> it obviously fucking is obviously it goes without saying it goes without saying yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> it like may have been co-opted by children kind of marketed now at children but duh it's obviously obviously was made to send nudes. Yeah, I mean, Oof. fucking what's his name Evan Almighty? Evan. Evan Almighty. Yeah. This was you created this, and you made it for kids to send nudes. You fucking freak.
2: Yeah, yeah, but absolutely shield your child from it. That's fine.
3: Absolutely, your kid is not sending any dick pics
2: in your like million dollar mansion.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, what the hell? That's depressing, isn't it? When when the people that made the internet know that I oh, know my kid's probably not going to be on the internet. It's like what? <laughs>
2: Joking. well it's hard as well because then i was thinking right well i can't you know my kid's never getting an ipad for sure oh my god i will never put my kid on an ipad but you have to be in a very privileged position to even first of all be aware of that conversation being had yeah and then second of all like what you, you know if you're parenting alone and your kid is like crying their eyes out and you've got this kind of miraculous mirage of this hallelujah beaming light this blue light that can shut your kid up absolutely what you're gonna refuse to give that to them
3: it's so hard it's also very gwyneth paltrow to be like oh yeah i'm not gonna my kid's gonna not have this and also i was actually speaking to my mum about this this morning on the way to the river oh um to go and take a little dip so stunning but i was talking about like we we're talking about like kids that have like limited screen time and i was making the this is honestly at like seven in the morning it's like jesus it must be hell to be in a car with me <laughs> i honestly it's like give it a rest fb fucking hell where's it get the microphone out? Jesus. <laughs> Christ, just woken up. But I was making the case for, I actually think that limited screen time is like counterproductive. It's going to make you want it more, you mean? Or not even. I think you miss out on like cultural, like milestones. Because I know someone that like, um, who's like a little kid that wasn't allowed to watch like Star Wars or Harry Potter. Wow. Because it's like, oh, we just don't reduce really do screen time. Well, like, he
2: can't listen to Goes Without Saying. he's not going to understand any of the jokes. Well, they would be playing sort
3: of Star Wars. Yeah, you're not going to be culturally literate. Not going to understand a word. But yeah, they'd be playing Star Wars with their friends like pew, pew, pew. Not. Not knowing who Darth Vader is, it's like he's missing out. He's missing out on his own game. <laughs> How do you live with yourself? It's like what are you imagining? Your child doesn't know who Darth Vader is. You don't know his voice. Like it's a, it's yeah. You're it's a bizarre thing. It's like you're missing cultural marks that your kid needs to hit to be able to fit in with society at a certain age yeah well it's like what your kid doesn't know who who fucking pikachu is is it even
2: an option anymore to not have your child be a part of social media is that does that really work how does that work i mean in the western world obviously in a very very privileged sheltered life like does that work
3: they've got no chance not a clue yeah
2: if they want to get involved in capitalism which boy oh boy the society will be telling them to do They've got no fucking chance.
3: But I mean, you it
2: definitely, it's definitely a statement, isn't it? Like if you could, if we had children now, Sefi, you had one and I had one and we met, well, let's say we had two together. We had twins.
3: Little um, Fred and George.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you birth one, I birth the other. So cute. And one of them just goes on, we just sling them on the iPad, Pepper Pig all day, whatever, no worries. No judgment here, by the way. Like, listen, if I could lay on my fucking bed covered in what's it crumbs, washing Pepper Pig all day, and no one could bat an eyelid.
3: You better believe that's my daily routine.
2: <laughs> Sounds like fucking heaven (laughs) heaven bacon sandwich on the go heaven
3: oh that's why you lost me
2: (laughs) the (laughs) other twin we're not gonna let them have any social media blah 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 blah. i mean you're definitely setting them up to be um different different right yeah so are they gonna be are they gonna be the ceo of the next snapchat for example because they they will have they'll be different to the whole generation
3: definitely a, a move but i think that's the difference between entertainment and social media because the case i'm making for star wars and harry potter is like yeah these are huge cultural cultural phenomenons i'm not so much making the case for even peppa pig i make the case for peppa pig within reason <laughs> but like there is the difference between your kid turns 12 and i remember when i was like wanting bebo and um facebook when that was like yeah the thi- when that was like arising a and all of the things it's like no i understand why my mum almost not put up a fight but was suspicious of like what is this you're joining for sure I understand it and even now it's like your 14 year old daughter's like I'm gonna be an influencer and it's like Mm -hmm. we're not cut out we're not cut out we're 24 10 years older than the fictional 14 year old girl 14 year old girl that wants to do like what's in my handbag videos
2: that is so outdated Sefi what's in my bag (laughs) I love those it's not even it's like get ready for school tiktok
3: no but I'm doing me as a 14 year old right okay but even think of how much it's changed even but yeah go on but it's like we got one bad review and there's two of us doing this together and we're like oh my god oh my god are we shit are we shit are we problematic yeah we are problematic oh is that okay to be problematic on the internet Mm -hmm. yeah you can have a spiral 14 year old little katie can't do that because it's fucked Mm -hmm.
2: well and no wonder everyone's depressed but there's but we can't talk about having depression because you're mocking something and it's totally unacceptable
3: (laughs) that's word for word quotes (laughs) i'm
2: just quoting the 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 great reviewer. <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> just something like that. I have no idea what it said. <laughs> something along those lines. No. I'm look, it's honestly whatever. I think also which is why I wanted to talk about it, because I, I feel... So, in the weirdest way, I feel so close to so many people that listen. It's very intimate. And we've said, like, in so many episodes, these episodes are, like, you end up knowing things about us that people in our... close to us in our real waking lives have no idea about. Yeah. At the same time, obviously, you listening have no idea about lots of the things going on in our lives that people in our waking lives may know about, right? So it's just why I wanted to bring it up, because I think... I, I don't want to come to the episode feeling censored or feeling like I don't want to share with you anymore because I do. So I just wanted to be open with that and say, look, I'm, I'm coming here feeling like, actually, I want to be a bit guarded, but I don't want to feel guarded with you. So that's the kind of dichotomy that I was having this morning,
3: but it's fine. Because it's kind of who's the guard. If the guard that is kind of less, letting us speak, of it's kind of a really unjust person that's like, right, no, you must get everything right. Take one, go, say everything perfect. It's like, oh fuck, well... I'm screwed. For sure. But then I also think we
2: we absolutely have responsibility as a platform. Like, I would never deny that. But I also think well, my responsibility here is to give you something real, to give you something entertaining, to give you a bit of... A... And something fair. Like Yeah, just give you a bit of company for an hour, honestly.
3: I, I think it makes it sound like we're the most probably... Like, we're saying crazy shit and everyone should be able to say crazy shit. We're not saying anything crazy. Mm. Fucking tell me it's wrong. I'll probably agree with you.
2: What are you clicking on? Are you on a little spreadsheet right now?
3: No, I'm like... On GarageBand, I'm, like, making sure I can see it's still recording. Oh, well, fair enough. This is boring, though, now. Should we end this? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. That was such a boring response. <laughs> yeah. Someone wrote in, I really love this. They said, well, I hate it, but I love it. It's mm. quite common around here. Um, They said that they feel a constant pressure for their life to be perfect so that it looks perfect online. And if it doesn't look perfect online, then it can't be perfect.
3: Ooh. That's good. I would love to say that I don't relate to that, but I do. That reminds me of something in the Bo Burnham thing. If anyone hasn't watched this or doesn't know what we're talking about, there's a Bo Burnham who's kind of, I guess, a comedian, singer. Fuck no. <laughs> um Singer. Personal figure. He's in promising young women our fave film. Mm. And he did a special that's called Insiders on Netflix, if you don't know what we're talking about. But there's a bit in that where he says, oh my god, what is it? It's like it's kind of, we, we view the real world like you'd view it like in an apocalypse. You enter the real world, gather what you need, gather what you need so you can come back and like be on the safe internet side. So it's like, you go out, get your kind of, your shopping, or like in an apocalypse, you get your like sticks and your medical equipment then you go back to the safe internet world. And it's almost like, that's what it feels like. We use the real world as, oh, I can go to this concert, get this photo so I can post it online. Then I'll do that so then I can look like this online and then I'll have this experience so then I can tweet about it. It's like, we use it, we, we flipped it out of it's out of whack slightly like it's Mm -hmm. the real world should be the real world and then it should be the accessory to the real world is this is social media but no we have it that the real world everything we do is gathering equipment gathering everything that we need so our avatar self can look more perfect
2: yeah and and what kind of currency is that what kind of currency is that online your online life looking perfect okay maybe well actually that's kind of the problem is now it is a currency if it pays Yeah, it pays. I was just about to say, you know, that's no currency. Likes don't put food on the table, but they do.
3: But it doesn't pay everyone. Likes are a currency to a minute few, but to the masses everyone acts as if likes are a currency when actually they're not all your, the currency you're getting is validation but you're putting all your life and soul into this as if the currency is fucking great british pounds it's not <laughs> you're not getting a penny no for sure and also the thing
2: that you said about we flipped it you go outside to like do your little things that you can perform for the in you know the internet world zoe Sarg, i think like essentially ceo of the inter- of the internet for like this generation yeah said when the internet and i remember this she was like when the first, you know, we were first going on the internet, fucking MySpace times. I remember that. She was like, you know, you would go on the internet and find a niche or you would go on the internet to escape your problems in the real world. And now you're on the internet and you have to escape to the real world to avoid your problems that are on the internet. Yeah. It's no wonder we have, it's a social media detox. What? Suddenly social media is bigger than anything we have ever known and we know nothing about
3: it it's so fucking true we have no control yeah
2: even this podcast that i can't Like, if they could end this tomorrow we'd have no
3: what the fuck do we do literally none of this is in our control completely i think that's so fucking true because that's why we need to do kind of i mean a few episodes ago well it was probably about 15 episodes ago i was like i took four days off the internet fucking great four days i haven't done that since not in the same way i've taken like Mm. a day or an afternoon off the internet or stuff but i haven't taken that like a four day or like even a week or even a fucking month or anything off the internet in that way and it's like it's crazy how good i felt off the internet for that time happy to come back but also i mean the feelings of freedom they wear off pretty fucking quickly when you're back
1: Mm -hmm. it's
3: sad that we need to take time away from The space we've created, as in not me and you, but the space collectively as a universe we've created on this online thing. All kind of Jeff Bezos fucking, what's his name, Evan Almighty that you just said. And all of these people (laughs) that did Snapchat, whatever. It's like, yeah, we need to take time away from your place. So no wonder you're not letting your little precious little baby boy on it. Because I know for a fact I shouldn't be on this because I feel shit when I'm on it. But I love it.
2: Yeah. And we're addicted. That's the crux of it is we're, we're addicted. I cannot give this up. I can't. No. (laughs) and i don't like that but what do i do (laughs) because
3: not even just i can't give the podcast up no goes that saying can't give the podcast up i don't want to i can't give up my fucking scrolling i can't give up the doom scrolling exactly it's who i am it's not the productive things and i think we kid ourselves we absolutely kid ourselves i know like social media because i think someone actually wrote in i don't know what this was but someone wrote in oh i use social media to connect with people but it's like no you don't no you (laughs) don't because you have a phone. Mm-hmm. You have a phone that you can connect with people with. I know you might be saying, oh no, I'm collect- connecting with fucking Miley Cyrus, Paris Hilton that I want to follow. Yeah, no, you're not connecting with her. There's no connection there really. The way people scroll is not connection because you felt connection in your life. Every time that you've had a great conversation with someone or you pass someone in the bus stop and you just have an eye to eye thing, you know connection. You know what that feels like. Scrolling alone in your dark room with a blue screen on your face, that is not connection. Mm-hmm. That is the absolute fucking opposite of feeling connected that is that's isolation Mm -hmm. so don't kid yourself that you're here to connect because you're not you're here to feed the beast of your own addiction to instagram (laughs) honestly yeah yes yes and me too me fucking too yeah hashtag me too honestly it's the me too movement so how do we solve the problem of social media (laughs) (laughs) Seffi? i hate like take regular breaks and blah, blah blah but i did feel fucking good like i knew i felt good there oh,
2: we go yeah yeah but i can't i've never even an afternoon i don't do that the only time I take a social media break is if I do it completely by accident, and it's like, oh fuck, I haven't looked at my phone.
3: Well, it's it. Well, it's breakdown times almost. Yeah, but sometimes it's breakdown times and I'm glued to my phone. Yeah, because it's comforting, totally. Because it's the biggest comfort. Well, it's just familiar. It's just it's
2: there's so. It's such an extension of your body now. It's like I rarely look at my hands without my. How often do I look at my hands without my phone in them? Oh, that's horrible. The the majority of the time that I'm looking at my hands is when I've got. A phone in my hand that's horrific
3: i completely agree though
2: that's how you see yourself but do you know what i mean it's like you never see yourself without it when i look down on my hands, something missing there well, i'm putting rings on washing them like p- putting fucking sun cream on it's like i'm never not looking at them with a phone in them it's how you see yourself
3: that's horrible i know <laughs> i know i don't know i don't know if there's an answer because i think it's like it's built to be addictive it's more and more addictive like i don't think you can opt out of a phone without opting out of society and that means it's like okay well I'm gonna go get a fucking cabin in the woods like there's literally in this like western world for sure yeah no yeah I'm talking about kind of in the world that Evan Almighty has created yeah absolutely you can't how do you escape you can't or even things like um apple pay and things like that now it's like yeah okay we know it and also but then i hate this conversation because it's almost it's the conversation that fucking like boomers have you're all addicted to your phone but it's like they're kind of a bit right with that like we all are Mm. they don't understand we're also right when we say they don't understand
2: oh for sure
3: they don't understand the internet because they're playing fucking candy crush like they think that's the internet it's like well at least i'm addicted to instagram not addicted to candy crush you fucking loser
2: but maybe that's more Yeah, well, what would you rather? I think I would rather be addicted to Candy Crush than
3: addicted to Instagram. Mm. Goodness, what's on Instagram? Candy Crush is a lot more reliable. You're not going to get triggered by Candy Crush, but you're going to get triggered like 70% of the time on, or like 30% of the time on Instagram. Yeah, Yeah. literally. Maybe there's not a way to solve it, but I think the way that we are kind of trying to like make our bit a section of the internet is this real space. Because I think part of the thing Mm -hmm. that's so fucked is the falseness of it. Because yeah, okay, if we're going to be addicted to something, I'd rather be addicted to something real than something false yeah so i think just as much as me and you can do in our own thing it's like if we make this kind of agreement within ourselves of like no we're gonna do this real we're gonna fuck up publicly we're gonna do whatever blah 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 i mean we've heard it a million times mm-hmm. but i would rather be addicted to something that kind of does feed my soul and it kind of is like okay this is a real space this is a real two real humans talking then oh i'm addicted to um watching david dobrik's vlogs like that's fucked up for sure but that's the kind of the thing is is what does authenticity
2: look like on the internet when something curated or something manufactured on the internet looks like something authentic so the stuff that looks authentic is actually manufactured and the stuff that is authentic looks like a problem looks out of place looks like something that needs to be fixed
3: but that's why i think it's let's look like problems then
2: well for sure yeah i've got i've got no alternative i am a problem (laughs) that's just what i think you've gathered by now if you listen to this podcast you are listening to something real and you're either in it or you're not
3: that's fine like you
2: either like that or you're not like or you want to listen to it sometimes or you don't and it's that's what i'm saying is it's absolutely like it's not i know we joke about the external validation but i want you more than anything to have the autonomy to turn us off when you don't like what we say and don't come back. Like, I don't, I don't want you to, I'm not, I'm not holding you hostage to listen to like our horrific spiels. Yeah. that I, I want to encourage more than anything, people being able to step away from the internet. But I know myself that I can't. And to
3: get away from her. But I think you're so right with the things that look, or or the things that look authentic are curated if that's what you said but the things that Mm. the things that are real look like a problem yeah they fucking do they look like Mm -hmm. the biggest fucking problem you've ever seen because you're making a scene you're stepping out of line stick to the status quo but I think that's because most things in reality are problems it's like you look at most people you know yeah I don't know anyone that I know in my real life that I think you just get everything right you just are Mm -hmm. the creme de la creme of human like you've never made a mistake in your life no because everyone fucking has and that's what I love about them Mm -hmm. for sure and I would love that in my in my people that I love online because unfortunately all I have is kind of these saints that I look up to and no wonder then you look at them and go you are just so everything you're perfect you're perfect you're perfect it's like no I want to see I want to see all of your fucking mistakes I really do Mm -hmm. and that's why I think we love those kind of celebrity documentaries in that way because you get to see the raw oh my God. bones of, like, Taylor Swift or, like, Demi Lovato. Yeah,
2: it's Katy Perry crying about her divorce with kind of cream coming out of her tears.
3: It's like,
1: this is everything to me. Everything. Give me more, more, more.
3: Cover me in cream. I love it. Never seen anything better. So cover us in cream. We've never seen anything better. <laughs> okay, I wanted
2: to ask you, as an ending thought, can you talk to us about how your identity is wrapped up in your online representation of yourself how much of your own how much of the way that you see yourself is actually just the way that you see yourself online
3: if you don't mind me asking Mm, that's a really fucking good question Mm. i mean it's changed recently i think when you do because obviously i feel like this podcast we've been talking about the podcast but it's kind of we're very meta yeah in a meta way we're gym piece to camera every day breaking the fourth wall truly because having this um as like a public thing almost the, the relationships in my real life have changed as a result of that like people my real friends want to talk to me about the podcast and want to talk to me about you and things like that so it's almost like um, oh i'm not
2: your real friend
3: well <laughs> i mean with you i feel the same but it's almost like yeah. people are like no, oh no. so what does erin think about that people that never met you and it's like she's a celeb <laughs> <laughs> little yeah. celeb everyone wants to know your opinions but I, so i think people people as people's view of me changes my view changes of myself in that way yeah it's inevitable that the way i present myself online feeds into how i act in reality mm-hmm. but that's quite fucked up i kind of hate that because i do think i have quite a strong sense of self in myself like mm-hmm. i've always kind of had a strong knowledge of like who i am mm-hmm. so i do think there's that that kind of is just like always there in the background and i do know that there's kind of i feel like my social media thing is does feel very separate to me mm-hmm. but then the podcast doesn't feel separate so then i feel like there's people's perceptions that come in there because it's like oh no that is your perception of a react. Or like a real thing.
2: You know what we were talking about recently, because I think it links into that thing of feeling like you know you've got all of the knowledge that like we can be so self-aware of. I know this is fake, but it still feels a certain way. And I was saying to Sephi the other day that I had a bit of a thought, and I was like, I want to say it on the podcast.
3: <laughs> I love when you do this
2: because it's so important. And amazing, <laughs> not. But it was just it's a bit of an epiphany. It's a bit of a nobody's coming, Harry, or it's a bit of a kind of your feelings
3: are valid. Oh, and you know I love a nobody's yeah, coming. Yeah, you are the
2: authority in your own life. I love a mantra. But the thought that i was having what or the realization that i kind of came to is just the classic thing if you hear these things all the time but sometimes the one that you needed to hear at that time just hits you different when you need to hear it but it wasn't really that i heard it i just kind of thought it to myself in my solitude in my own room with my phone glued to my hand but i was really thinking just because you know something just because you think something doesn't change the way that you feel about something love so no matter how much you can intellectualize something, I know that doesn't matter. I know that's just external validation. I know that's just fake. I know that's just this. I know that's meaningless. I know why I want this so bad. And you know, it's not actually going to serve me. You can intellectualize it all you want. You can think all of you want. Don't change the way that you feel. Because how you feel is just how you feel in that moment. Just because you know that your friend didn't mean it like that. And that comment is nothing, it's just diet culture. She didn't actually mean it like whatever. It doesn't change the way that you feel. You can't think yourself out of your feelings sometimes. Just let them be feelings just because I know it's one silly review or whatever, everyone's valid to their own opinion, doesn't change the way that you might feel for 10 minutes on a bad day when you're fucking home or whatever. Yeah, Like yeah, yeah. doesn't change the way that you feel. You feel the way that you feel right now and you might think you know it fucking all and I'm sure you do. We can be so self-aware. We can have all of the knowledge. It's not gonna change the way that you feel. Can't smart your way out of this one, buddy. Strap in. Right? Round of applause. applause That was fucking genius It's so fucking true It's never not profound not um, Like it's never been said But I think it just resounds I think it will resound For all of us If you're one of those people Like me and Sefi Where we try and get ourselves We try and smart our way out Of a feeling Just feel it You're trying to intellectualise
3: it you can write as many blogs as you want you can write as many fucking dissertations as you want about oh i'm intellectualizing this no you don't have a fucking clue you feel it just the same just feel it you feel it just the fucking same whether you understand it or you don't
1: Mhm.
3: and there we go bars are we ending i think that's the perfect ending point i also think that's a fucking real so if i don't see this on the instagram <laughs> i'll be gutted <laughs> well maybe i looked really ugly while i was
2: talking so i won't <laughs> But I know that that's just, I got, that's just my body, that's just something, that's not actually me. No, but I'm going to feel it. Anyway, (laughs) let's see what happens, but look thank you more than ever for listening honestly
3: I hope this has kind of hit you in the right place I kind of have a bit of fear that this hasn't hit you in the right place and you're like these fucking girls they're on the defence it's like no we are a bit defensive but we're also just really like wanting to make a nice thing well look if I'm
2: sensitive then I'm sensitive I'd rather be sensitive and feel it all than be numb and feel nothing yeah I think you can tell that we care and I think you can tell that we're real and I know that a lot of people talk exactly the way that we do and would love to hear it in a podcast so honestly grateful more than ever to have you listening and
3: just honestly strapping for the ride we're going on stealth i fucking love
2: it i hope that you guys are good i really really hope that you're feeling good in the last episode actually we said about um look up where are you right now yeah soak it in it's like we're kind of pouring out our trauma and you're like feeding the cat soak it in soak it in soak it in where are you what are you up to it's fine
3: love it Kind of send us a, I love most of all when you send us pictures of where you are. Yeah. So maybe like send us pictures of like where you are when you're listening and things like that. That's what I love. I love to be on in the background of your stunning life.
2: I say like I'm in my office on the phone to fucking Ofsted writing a complaint about you. <laughs> I don't know how you could complain about us to Ofsted, But anyway, <laughs> if you don't hear from us, I'm gonna say it, reviewer. Don't be scared, I'm gonna say it. Three, two, one. Assume, assume the worst, the baby. Worst baby
1: but actually i'm fine but also mental health is real bye bye
0: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen Premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig.